Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. WRKS Pickens Jackson. You ready? Let's go! 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Now live in the Bank Plus studio, where college football meets the all-lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming around the world live at the Out of Bounds radio app. And on your radio at ESPN 105.9. Where are you? The Zone. Uh, just got a question that we'll answer. Will's about to do some research. Out of Bounds ESPN 105.9 The Zone is brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your car and home. Hit favorites.com or just call your Farm Bureau Insurance agent in your county and save as you bundle your car and home with Farm Bureau. Uh, we're streaming live on the Out of Bounds radio app. We're giving away some goat shirts. I think somebody asked us what GOAT meant. Greatest of all time. Uh, We've got a blue and white shirt that's got the number 10 on it. Don't know how we landed on that. And a maroon and white shirt with the number 15 on it. If you want one, here's how you enter to win. Show us that you have the Out of Bounds radio app and just text it to us. 601-885-3776. Or tag us on Twitter at BowBounds. Or, I guess, Instagram or Facebook. Instagram is Bo underscore Bounce. Bo underscore Bounce. I don't think I posted recently. Maybe last week. I can't remember. I had a hell of a trip to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Hung out with the Tito's Vodka guys. That was fun. I ate at a new restaurant called Fields. I didn't even know it was there. When I met uh, Todd Reeves down in the coast in August to go to the Randy Hauser, Jamie Johnson uh, show which was fun, a lot of fun. Um, we went to Ruth's Chris's in, in the Hard Rock. And I didn't realize Fields had opened up by Mary Mahoney's, and it's a really swanky restaurant down on the coast. It's right by Mary Mahoney's. Uh, it, steak, seafood. We had an amazing dinner. The oysters were divine. I mean, and they do them several, several different ways. Uh, I think we ordered two dozen oysters. My Tito's guys are both, you know, kind of 280 plus, 270 plus. Those 
those those men can can eat. And um and then we had Lance Mania with me. So it was a good group. Um steaks, you know, all kinds of good stuff. But Fields is a new restaurant. It's Fields Oyster and Steakhouse or Steak and Oyster Bar, something like that. Now I'm hungry. Uh, it's, it was fabulous. Uh, uh, that's some of the best oysters I've had. Where else was I recently where I had oysters? Somewhere. I can't remember. Was it up in Lexington? Anyway, uh, where was I? was somewhere. Uh, we, we, went, we ripped through some oysters, and they were delicious, but I can't remember. Do you like raw oysters, Blake? I do not like raw oysters. Okay. I'm sorry. I uh, try about... Once every, like, two years, I'll try one just to see if I like it now, but I don't. Okay. It's a texture thing. Ah. Okay. I love I love a char-broiled or char-grilled oyster. That's what we, we ordered two different or three different kinds yeah. of char-grilled oysters. See, and I like the flavor of oysters. they didn't put too much of the stuff, uh, the, what I call the, the stuffing or whatever yes, in the oyster. The filling. Yeah, absolutely. It. See, I it would was rather so have... so well done. I'd rather have just citrus Not, butter I and mean, garlic. In a good way. Yeah. Citrus butter and garlic, char-grilled oyster. That's I don't right. want all the cheese. Because I, I like the flavor of oysters. I literally just can't do... There's like a... I just can't with raw oysters. I yeah. try, but I can't do it. I like them, but I, I, I'll i be honest. I just eat them in the, in the yeah. cold months. Yeah. I, I kind of get a little weird, you know, yeah. June, July, August... Uh, September. Yeah. But a good, like, citrus butter char grilled oyster. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's Field Steak and Oyster Bar right by Mary Mahoney's. Okay. So, had a good time. Our friend Fred Smith loves the oysters. Oh, by the way, the, the Beauregard, uh, the, um, yeah, he loves those char grilled oysters from Drago's. That's right. Um, which I could smash some of those later today. Uh, the, the Beauregard goes all out on Christmas decorations. Holy smokes. I, I didn't, I've, as much as I've been down there, maybe I've never been down there. It, I love in that. In November, decided, which doesn't I make sense. But the what they did to their lobby was insane. Let me ask you this question. Are you a, were, did you and your kids, and I think I know the answer to this, did you and your kids... Were y'all a family that drove around and looked at Christmas lights when they were younger? Did you and your wife drive your kids around to look at yeah, Christmas yeah, lights? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We went, we went a couple. Of, you know, I there's hated that, that growing up. There's that oh. between they're like two and five years old. You 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 can do that. Yeah. And, well, it's something to do first. Well, of all. and I get it when you're. My parents would take us when we were like nine. Oh, and hell I'm no. going like I, get me I, out I'm of the car. No. No, yeah, no, no, no. but I do love. I want and everyone around me to put up Christmas lights. I don't want to put the effort in myself, but I want everyone else to do it so that it looks pretty. Yeah, Wendy, uh, is that fair? Put everything up a week and a half ago. See that I don't have. And a I Wendy. love that. Can she? Can I borrow? Can she come to my and, house and, and put so my? So when up? I I was somewhere for like three or four days, and I came in, and the house looked amazing. Yeah, and you know, and you get that scent of like fur. Christmas and it's cinnamon. That fur, yeah. yeah that I, pine I guess she tree. had a. Yeah. Uh, mm. A candle going. I love that stuff. Yeah, yeah. It smells yeah. like apple pie and nutmeg and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Christmas that, tree. That, that type deal. Yeah, we, I would. I'll go. You know what I'll do? I'll go. So we don't do. Last year was the first time my family we didn't have a. My parents didn't have a real Christmas tree. Growing up, it was like a thing. We would get a real tree. I got every you. year. I got. You. I've always loved real tree. But what I love to do, and I did this last year since we didn't have a real tree. You can go to the tree places and they'll give you the scraps like that they shave off the end. Not the pieces of bark, but like the limbs, right? So you get a big tree. They always have to clean the bottom part oh, yeah. to fit it in everything. Yeah. Well, they cut those branches off. Well, I'll take those branches and put a few on my mantle, and then that way my whole house 
smells like Christmas yeah. tree. And I just have, but I don't have to deal with actually getting yeah, a Christmas a, a tree. tree. I love all, I don't like the energy that it, like, I don't want to spend my effort to decorate for Christmas. No, that's but not I love, you. But I love that's seeing the decorations. Well, we have a, a, we don't do a real tree anymore. And I really like it because you can just go up to the attic, get it, and put it up. You know, that whole Griswold thing, you know, that's fun for a year or two. And then, you know, it's. Yeah. And when you have the young kid magic of, of everything, that yeah. also plays into Absolutely. it. For sure. Right now, obviously, I don't have that. So there's not a no, reason. Yeah. No doubt. Uh, speaking of Christmas magic, and I know they're not. I'm sure Starkville and Oxford will be dressed to the nines this weekend's. Um, obviously, the game's in Oxford, but other ones. But there's a, the Speakeasy in Startville. They kill it with their Christmas lights. Have you been there? It's the amazing. The guest room? The guest room, yeah. Well, I call it it's the unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, before they officially named it. <laughs> we just called it the Speakeasy. Yeah. But yeah, it, they it's do, underneath Tyler. They do like a million Christmas lights inside yeah, there. They do. It's insane. It's really cool. I don't know how long that takes them. But got to uh, be a whole day of work that yeah, they come in and do. Because yeah. it's an insane amount of I wonder of if Christmas it's lights. done right now. I'd have to, I'd have to, tw- I think it was done for Egg Bowl last year. I'm pretty, no, the Egg Bowl not being there, that may have changed their timing. But it was that, because I went to the Egg Bowl last year and it was like that. Okay. So, okay. Uh, you know, Doyle, Ole Miss fans are coming in hot oh, today. Oh, really? I, I didn't see it. There's a lot of, I don't want to call it flip flopping, but there is a lot of turnabout on what was a very, very one direction lane train about a month ago. Now there's a lot more, well, hold on. He doesn't need to leave, but also if he leaves, we can hire someone just as good because, look, he actually hasn't beaten the best teams. Uh, so he's 0-3 against Bama. Correct. We like to get bogged down with that. 1-2 and two against the following teams, he, Arkansas, LSU, and Auburn. And, a, and he's 2-1 and one against A&M. No, he only played... 2-0, and o, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. He, he missed A&M. 1-2 against Arkansas, LSU, and Auburn. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So he's owned Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, and Kentucky. Yep. He's a combined 7-0 and against those three teams. Okay, so, so, so those are seven big wins for him against yeah. MSU, Kentucky, and Vanderbilt. He has 14 SEC wins, seven come against those three teams. Ah. And he's avoided Georgia, and the one time he played Florida, he went, he lost. Yes. And he beat Tennessee on the road. You made an argument that that's his biggest win in three years. It might that be or the the game, the Golden Egg game last year in Star. Only, be, but see, the difference is that Mississippi State team wasn't that good. It's just big because it's oh, a rival. I'm very this Mississippi State team isn't that good. I, I'm very aware that last year's Mississippi State team. Are was you not saying? That are good. you going ahead and writing it up? Wrap it in red and blue. Oh, I absolutely. I give Ole Miss the edge this Thursday oh, night. But who's no going to win? That's the question. Ole Miss. Oh, if okay. I, if you, but I'll do show me the money and net tomorrow. Because you'll have some points it. to back yeah. in. Yeah. Out of bounds. One hundred five nine. The Zone ESPN. Brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. It's good to be blue. Steve Robertson at nine thirty. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it, after a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to, and I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day, and that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan 
on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Man, lane train rumors are swirling. And uh, if you believe it, there are a lot of people that know what's going on. We are the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Uh, Can you survive losing three in a row? Can Mike Leach, is it a done deal he survives? Steve Robertson will tell us yes in the next segment. (laughs) Um, Emery Ballard lost three in a row, got fired. Rocky Felker lost three in a row and got fired. Yeah. Um, Cheryl lost two in a row on the way out. And that wasn't the only reason. They weren't winning in games. They were like two and ten. Um, <laughs> and so there you go. Uh, the only coach to go three in a row is Dan Mullen. It's in, like in wins. 40s or something. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Moorhead went two and a and got the boot. And Lane Train's 2-0. I mean, let's be clear. Moorhead would have most assuredly been 0-2 against Lane Kiffin should he have been coaching those two years. Yeah. So it's not like his 2-0 was going to be 3-0, 4-0, 5-0. I mean, that wasn't happening. Ole Miss could be 8-4, lost last three, and the Egg Bowl, and have a lesser bowl than State, and lose their coach. I would say the house is burning, but it's all, it's always burning when you live in hell. Uh <laughs> Oxford. That's according to Johnny. Happy Thanksgiving, Johnny C. Is there anything more Southern than being like, bless your heart and also go to hell? Like, yeah, (laughs) go to hell and there. Uh, So Johnny C coming in hot. He says all aboard 11 million a year, eight year contract for Lane at Auburn. That's according to uh, J.C. On the Ag Up Equipment mm. text line. We'll have Steve Robertson coming up next. Steve Robertson coming up next <laughs> on the Yingling Lager guest line. And we will ask him about um, if if Leach doesn't win, is he super duper 100% safe? They don't even have an AD. So, I, I mean, I would lean towards absolutely and I don't think they're going to move on an AD for another couple of weeks. So I don't think Mark Keenum wants to let go hmm. of a Dr. Mark Keenum. 
I don't think he wants to. I, I just that that scenario just doesn't sound plausible. Uh, that that a sitting president who's made a lot of the right moves, most successful president in the history of Mississippi State by a million miles. Um, that he would take it upon himself to do that and then hire somebody because you'd have to hire somebody in a few days because you got the early signing period. Well, I'd argue and then hire an AD. Yeah, it makes more sense to go the Moorhead route than it does to go that traditional route because of the ability to, in theory, sell unity and stability and maintain your transfer portal class and your signing class as much as possible. Half the battle is maintaining your own roster when this stuff happens. Sure. Uh, Leach will lose just about all support. Uh, it'll be a big chunk if he loses. If he loses Thursday night, let me ask you a legitimate again, question. They're underdog. The game's on the. I mean, everything favors Ole Miss except the lane rumors. They're a better team. They have better coaching staff. The game's at home. If you just who's got the better people will overthink this. Who's got game the better quarterback in, right now? Ole Miss. Right now, the second. Yes. Oh, that's a. Mm, I don't know about that one. Yeah. Better functioning offense, yes, but I think that falls on play calling, and it's it, it still impacts the quarterback. Do you think they well, can do both? Um, uh, they may not throw it as well as they want, but they can do both. And what I mean by both is running and throwing mm-hmm. better than Mississippi State can. That is correct because their and, inability to throw is not near the inability that State has to run. Exactly. And I understand what you're saying from that perspective. And I don't even think Mississippi State's throwing it as well as they should be at this well, point in time in year three. That's And that would so be the I crux of the, the debate. I think the is as wide as people think it is, even though they put up a lot more numbers because they throw it so much. Yeah. As far as Mississippi State's passing game to Ole Miss's passing well, game. Well, you know what the difference is? Ole Miss is, is much less efficient, but they're much more explosive. Yeah, they'll throw it down to Malik and Mingo. And that makes up for it. If you can't do it ten times... If you can't throw 10 10 yard passes, throw one 80 yard pass, right? Yeah. Like that's the idea. Or even yeah. 30 to 40. Yeah, but I but that's the gist of the idea is that we'll make up for our efficiency by being explosive on one, two, four, five plays in a game. And then Ole Miss has the advantage on special teams. Mississippi State had a punt blocked and returned for a touchdown against East Tennessee State on Saturday. Yes. Marty Biaggi, Marty or Matt? Anyway, Biaggi is the special teams coach for Ole Miss, and he's very, very well respected. Yeah, I, the only part, the only part of the only part of the special teams piece that I think State has advantage of is if you get Tula Griffin the ball or Xavier Thomas the ball in returns. Oh, as far as coverage. Oh, well, look, we've said it all year. The person who needs to have the ball in their hand on offense is Tula Griffin. As much as you can get him the ball for Mississippi State, because out of everyone on the team. He's the only one who's shown you an ability to get the ball and move it down the field after he has the ball in your hands with consistency. Nobody else has done that, and you're not willing to go deep. I don't think Ra-Ra is far behind. I think that Ra-Ra uh, should have been targeted a lot more this Correct. year. Correct. 100%. The problem is Ra-Ra and Tulu play the same position. You can't make that up. Receiver? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Tulu is a backup. Please don't pee on my head and tell me it's raining. I'm not dumb. Stop it. Mike Leach needs to take that BS back to the Palouse because I don't want to hear rah-rah and Tulu say, you know what they play? They play receiver. Put them on the field and catch the mother-flipping ball. I'm so sick of that garbage. That's the stuff that's going to get Mike Leach fired. 
That kind of nonsense, stick to my guns, I'm smarter than everybody because I've been doing the same thing for 40 flipping years. I mean, people are sick of that, and that's where the whole winning and losing comes into. Their record is good. He hasn't done a bad job at Mississippi State, but he won't do a better job because he thinks he knows everything. I don't consider you in the Mike Leach camp. I'm, I don't think this game is in... To me, it's not about winning and losing Thursday as whether or not you keep but, Mike Leach. But it is for... Okay, Perception. So I walked through both club levels. All right, first of all, the game wasn't a game where you had to watch Correct. every play, okay? And there's nobody there. Um, I walked through both club levels on Saturday and was up in one of the suites... There's not a lot of juice and confidence with this staff. And a lot of the people I talk to are people that are usually optim you know, I'm for the oh, coach. We can do this. I, We're gonna I, win. I'll yeah. stay on till the very end. <laughs> yeah. I may opt out at the end, you know, type deal. Um and I, I, I consider you it read, reading what you've said, I don't think you believe that Mike can like do something even better in the next couple of years. Here's the problem. His, as Tom Luganville said so eloquently about Jimbo Fisher, if we have history, if we have track record on a person, on an entity, on whatever you want to throw out there, and, and that person, that entity, whatever, has done the same thing or relative same thing for 20 years, why in the world would me as an intelligent, breathing human being think that changes after year 25? If you do the same, if Bo Bounds starts his show everything every day the same way for ten years, why do I wake up one Monday morning and go, "I bet it'll be different this time"? It won't be. It won't be. Even if he knows, he, he's, he's he's already made a ton of money, but he's got a lot of people that he that have been with him for a while. What's driving Mike Leach? Does he need money? Does no. he need to be successful? He no. think he already thinks of himself as successful. Well, he has been successful. Yeah. So there's no Insanely. drive. So there's no drive to change. Lance says no way Kiffin's leaving. Uh, why hasn't Kiffin come out and said that then? He's got an extension. I mean, he could he could have said it today by nine twenty four. He could have said it yesterday, Saturday, Friday, Thursday, Wednesday, Tuesday last week. That that means he'll come out and and definitively say today, I'm not going to Auburn. I'm staying at Ole Miss. Steve Robertson coming up next on the Yingling Lager Guest Line 247 Sports Jeans Page. This is the Out of Bounds Show. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. Good morning. Welcome in on a crazy rivalry week. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This thing working. The Out of Bounds Show is powered by the award-winning golf courses at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club in Philadelphia, Mississippi. Uh, the Out of Bounds Show brought to you by Ag Up Equipment. That's where you go, any of their dealerships, to get your John Deere tractor for your farm, family, land, or hunting camp. AgUp.com to find a dealership nearest you. John Deere, America's tractor. Ag Up Equipment, 18 locations. Out of Bounds, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN, including Canton and Pearl, AgUp.com. Uh, Steve Robertson stops by to preview uh, the Golden Egg Thursday night in Oxford. Ole Miss is a... Three-point favorite. I mean, on when you looked at Circa, they were a five-point favorite. Caesars, two-and-a-half. So, three, three-and-a-half, however you want to run the numbers. Uh, Mike Leach uh, has is 0-for-2 in this game. And uh, the Hale State fan base is getting antsy. And so, we welcome in Steve Robertson, 247 Sports, and Jeans Page on the Out of Bounds show and the Yingling Lager guest line. Uh, Steve, what does Mississippi State have to do to win the Golden Egg on Thursday night other than score one more point than Ole Miss? Well, I think you got to do what you can to slow down this running game. I mean, you're not going to be able to stop it. Really, nobody has this year. I mean, you know, Alabama had some level of success with it. But, you know, this is a very, very, very skilled running game. And a lot of it starts with Jackson Dart. I mean, he's, he is a plus runner. I mean, you know, he's not a guy that's going to win, beat you in a track meet. That guy's really, really athletic, and he can he can beat you. It's not a situation where he runs enough to keep you honest. He is a real weapon as a runner. And so I think you got to negate that quarterback run as best you can and hopefully kind of make him be, you know, more of a, a quarterback rather than just a facilitator of this ground game. Because even in what you saw – uh, as dominant as Arkansas appeared to be in that ball game, and I know Ole Miss you know, put some big yards up late, they just couldn't finish some drives. It wasn't like that Arkansas was getting stops. A lot of that was kind of Ole Miss's own ineptitude, and they had a couple of bad calls that went against Ole Miss, and you know you hate to see that. But uh, the re- reality of it is, is that this is a ground game that is among the best in the country, and that's where I think job one is for Mississippi State. You're not going to stop it, but you got to find a way to try to contain it. Okay, so what does Zach? All right, is Tyrus Wheat left the game at 35 to nothing, and he hobbled off the field. East Tennessee State ran uh, a running play to the le- towards the Mississippi State sideline. He was involved in the tackle. He limps off the field. Um, it didn't look good. Uh, I know Leach doesn't say anything about injuries. What do you think on that? Yeah, I mean, I was told post-game that everybody's going to be fine. You know, of course, that's kind of standard protocol. But uh, <laughs> hopefully we'll get a little more clarity today but um you know we're not going to get anything in a press conference but sometimes just being around things you know around the complex you kind of figure some things out or you hear some things but you know we're told everybody's going to be good to go that it wasn't anything serious but uh yeah i i agree with you it's like especially at that point in the ball game you just kind of 
you know, get them out. And, and at no point, it seems it's never too early in a game like that to get them out. But, you know, we're hearing he's going to be available. But, uh, you know, like like everything else with these injuries, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of, you know, figure it out as we go along. Uh, okay, what does Zach Arnett do then? How, how does he, if Tyrus Weed is healthy, uh, how does he approach this game with Zach Evans now healthy and you just mentioned Judkins and Dart? Yeah, I don't, I don't know that Evans is 100% yet, but he, he looked a lot closer to, you know, his previous form, pre-injury form uh, against Arkansas on, on Saturday. And, you know, that's the thing, too. A lot of people expected him to come in and be the guy, and he's actually become kind of the complimentary guy to Judkins, who has been outstanding, probably probably a first-team All-American, for a freshman All-American this year, I mean, and certainly deserving of that honor. But, uh, I think, yeah, the, one of the things that I wonder about is, you know, State does so much middle blitz, and I, I think that's probably not the way to go on this. Because, like, ordinarily you'd want to get in a quarterback space and kind of get him to flesh out. I think that's what Dart wants you to do. I think Dart wants to get outside so he can create. So I think what you see is a little more off the edge. I think maybe you bring some things and show some frontside pressure. Maybe you bring backside. They've got to alternate things up, and they've got to probably change their coverages a little bit just to kind of you know put him in a decision-making process. Because I think he's a guy, if you push him up the middle – He'll just roll outside, and, and you lose contain. It's going to be a big play. Uh, on the flip side, what can Leach do against the Ole Miss? All right, so and you expect Zach Arnett to commit at least one more guy in the box, right? On his three-three-five. Oh, yeah, you have, yeah you, I think yeah, and, and I don't know where the guy lines up, but you know you you've got to be able to walk some people down because you know. And listen, Dart's a good passer. Don't get me wrong, but he's not a guy that's going to sit back there and pick you apart. But you know. I think when he's at his best is when you kind of give him that option. It's in many respects, it's kind of it's kind of like the way they use Bo Wallace, you know, back uh, you know with Freeze, because he's athletic enough that if something breaks down, he can take off and go make you play. You can do some design quarterback runs. It gives you a lot of options, you know, especially in this in this time of spread offenses. I, I mean, I think Dart's actually probably exceeded expectations, and I some people expect a lot from him, but. I think he's been even better, and mainly as a runner, but he is more than an adequate passer, so you, you can't just sell out for the run. Uh, let's flip over to Leach against Partridge. Um, this Mississippi State offense, to me, looks really ordinary, um, and they've abandoned the run. I don't know if Dylan Johnson – I don't know why they even played him two to three snaps a game against Georgia and East Tennessee. It didn't really make sense, but a lot of what they've done hasn't made sense. Um, I guess – do you think Dylan Johnson will be healthy, and what do you think Leach's approach will be on offense to Ole Miss's defense? Yeah, I do think DJ will be ready to go. Of course, yeah, he, like you said, he played sparingly against Georgia. Did not play against East Tennessee State, but uh, oh, I thought he yeah, got two he got snaps. Part. Okay, he didn't play. All right, cool. Yeah. I may I may have missed it, but I don't believe that he played. But, okay, um, but yeah. I think what you have to do, I think you've got to be able to go out there and run the football more effectively, and uh, they haven't done it as much as of late. Uh, and, I, again, some of that is because DJ's been a little bit banged up, and, and at that point, so is Marks, too. But, you know, when you look at this old Miss Rush defense, and, you know, granted, State doesn't have uh, have a rocket, you know, like uh, like Arkansas does, but you've got to be able to keep them honest. You've got to be able to stop them from just pinning their ears back and pass rushing every single play. You've got to give them at least that half moments of hesitation hey, I don't need to get upfield here because they may gas just underneath on a trap or something like that. So State has got to be able to run the football. I'm not saying you've got to be balanced, but you've got to give the defense something else to think about. I think that also puts pressure and stress on those linebackers, and, and that could potentially open up some crossing routes. But 
I think the weather is going to be a real, real interesting thing in this, and maybe not for the reason that some people expect. I think that, you know, if it's going to be a steady rain in the 40s, there's not going to be anybody there. When you think about going to watch this game, it's it's already – it's Thanksgiving already, and then you got to go sit in the, in the you know, a, a steady rain with the temperatures in the 40s. I think a lot of people, especially, the, you know, maybe more casual fans are going to stay home, and I think that negates the home – home field advantage in many respects. And so that'll be awfully interesting. How many people actually turn out for the ball game and how that impacts the game. And I think if you begin to think about the elements themselves and then the fact that it could be a rather subdued crowd, that could bode well for Mississippi State. Uh, Durkin bottled up Leach pretty well uh, the last two years. Now Partridge is there. Do you expect them to go rush three, drop eight, or bring some more people down in the box to to mess with Will Rogers? How, How do you see that? I expect to see probably, you know, again, the Ole Miss pass rush is, is a good pass rush. It's not maybe not elite like some of the other ones that you see in the conference, like the Alabamas and the Georgias, but I think they'll try to kind of mimic some of that same stuff, too. I think they'll, they'll change it up. You can't just do one thing because at some point, you know, Will Rogers will figure out what you're doing and, and they'll just work around you. But, uh, yeah, I, I think especially on third down, you're going to see a ton of pressure. Uh, one of the things I've noticed, too, with some teams this year, and namely Kentucky, is they brought a ton of pressure on second down. You know, so it's like you went on first down, then you blitz on second down to try to force a third long. And so I wouldn't be the least bit surprised to see, you know, if, if Ole Miss tries to maybe follow that same philosophy. But I don't think there's just one defensive, you know, scheme that you try this game just because of the fact that I think they want to be able to dictate terms to this. And if you just go drop eight, then the state will just run football. So I think what state has to do, is make Ole Miss adjust, not just sit back and say, okay, well, we're just going to adjust what what their adjustments are. It's going to determine what we do. I think State's got to try to go dictate terms and make Ole Miss be the team that has to kind of counter. And then I think Ole Miss has the uh, significant advantage in, on special teams. Well, you know, you never know what you're going to get with Mississippi State. You know, I don't know how anybody could argue that State's ever going to win a special teams battle. But the one thing I will say is that I think the return game favors Mississippi State. I mean, Tula Griffin's you know, potentially going to be an All-American as a kick returner. And, and uh, you know, it depends on how many times that all Miss kicks off. And now all of a sudden you begin to think about, you know, it's not going to be in you know, the best of circumstances how many of these kickoffs make the end zone. You know, and so if Tula Griffin gets the opportunity to return some, you know, that could be a really impactful part of the ballgame. Um so my text line tells me people are about 50-50 on Leach. Um, you know, but he's not going anywhere, even if he uh, loses a third straight golden egg. How warm and hot do you expect it to be, though, in the off season if he and his staff don't get it done on Thursday? Yeah, I, mean, I, th- I think you, it never boils down to one ball game, but you know, both. A lot of times it does, in a manner of speaking. And so, yeah, I, I think you lose this egg ball. I think you go into next year, you know, on the hot seat. I think you got basically got to have a huge year next year. And, of course, you get eight home games next year, and the four road games you have within the league are basically toss-up games. Um, so, yeah, you get a chance to have a big year next year. But you know, next year's next year. You know, State has an opportunity right now to win the egg, get it back, get some juice in the program, finish the year with the same record as Ole Miss, um, which was, you know, a lot of people thought earlier in the year, you know, that uh, Ole Miss had a chance to win the West and you end up with the same record, then you could kind of argue that, you know what, hey, we're, we're heading in the right direction now. But, uh, you know, Mike Leach has never been a guy that's been extremely good in rivalry games since he left Texas Tech. I mean, he used to own Texas A&M. 
but he didn't do a great job against Washington, and he's 0-2 against against Ole Miss, and so you got to turn that thing around. But I, I think everybody in that building understands this isn't just another game. I think maybe when you get here, you don't fully appreciate the intensity, you know, of an egg bowl until you coached in one. And, and I had one of our staffers tell me when they went up there in 2020, he goes, yeah, I get it now. They, they didn't get it before then. He goes, he's just walking out there on the field. He said, you could just feel the bitterness and the hatred. And he goes, I don't know that I had maybe fully appreciated that until I played up there. Okay. Interesting. Um, all right, so a lot on the line for Leach and, and his staff on on Thursday night. And I think the questions are, is Tyrus Wheat healthy and is Dylan Johnson healthy? Um, any others that jump out at you, Steve? Yeah, not that we're aware of, you know. But, you know, of course, you know, just like when Deshaun Page had surgery, you know, it's like no, nobody knew that he was banged up and all of a sudden he's posted on Instagram, but he's, He's recovering. Of course, he has come back and has played well for Mississippi State. But they're really tight-lipped about injuries. And I think that kind of goes all the way down to even the support staff people. I mean, you know, Leach does not want to talk about injuries, and, and his people understand that. But they do not want to put information out there about student-athlete health. And so you just simply never know. But at this point, you know, we're, we're not aware of any other issues. Didn't see anything else on the field that was a cause for concern. But uh, we're all going to learn together, Bo. Yeah, and the tire sweet thing could really change the deal. I mean, he's just about your only really good edge rusher. And uh, you don't have him, and you were talking about cup, you know, pressure instead of interior pressure uh, coming from the edge um, and setting the edge and all that. That'll be something to keep an eye on. Um, also, explosive plays. Ole Miss has been a, a – they have generated explosive plays at an insane level. Arnett's done a pretty good job, but they have been subject to getting burned on big plays. Uh, what do they do to counter that or at least try to slow that down? Well, you got to pick gaps, you got to tackle. You know, and that, that's you know, early in the year, there were some big plays that were given up. And I think State's done a better job, you know, maybe in the last few weeks of negating the big play. But, you know, when, that's the thing about this Ole Miss ground game is that you never really get a break, you know, no matter who they bring in. That offensive line is playing well, of course. And, you know, you may make a tackle on first down and you miss one on second. It's a third and short. Next thing you know, you just can't get off the field. And so State's got to tackle well. And you got to really get them, get them down before they get going. Because especially with Judkins, once he, once he put, picks them up and puts them down, he's very, very difficult to tackle in the open field because he can run through arm tackles. And so uh, really impressed with how he's played this year. And you know, I think Mississippi State's got to be able to get some penetration. Run blitzes will be a big part of this too. But, you got to be careful not to completely sell out to that because, again, you know, Dart's such a good handler of the football, and that's probably an underrated skill in offenses like that. It's just the way that his ball handling works is that you know, his play-action fakes are really good, and he really carries everything out. He's really polished in that respect, and he shows putting that ball in the running back's belly, and it's like everybody bites, and he's so, so skilled at pulling that ball out and throwing it over the top of the linebacker's head. And so if you sell out, he can make you pay. We'll leave it there. Steve Robertson, 247 Sports, Jeans Page, the Boneyard Podcast, uh, previewing the Golden Egg game, MSU at Ole Miss on Thursday night. Steve, we appreciate your time this week. Thanks, man. See you, buddy. All right, so Steve Robertson on the, uh, the Golden Egg game. I don't sense a lot of confidence in the uh, Mississippi State fan base, but then – I think the old misconfidence is taking a little bit of a hit with the lane rumors, right? 
it wouldn't matter near as much if you didn't just get dragged by Arkansas. Yeah. If you're nine and two going into this game with a chance to still go ten and two, who cares about rumors? Who cares? But when you lose to Alabama, when you lose to Arkansas, it just the taste is not as nice. It's just not as nice. But you can get it back with the win. Yeah. It'd be a, it'd be a big win. Nine and three and Tennessee losing to Vanderbilt. You may have a chance to jump them because right. you'd both be nine and three. That's true. Then it would just kind of be a conference decision because there's actually technically there's no rule that says they have to go in a certain order. It's more like the conference negotiates that with the teams and with the bowl committees and things gotcha. like that. Because we've seen State and Ole Miss go to different bowls sometimes when you didn't necessarily expect it based on the way that you know, they don't like State had that span where they went to the Gator Bowl so much and so there was a year they got bumped out of the Gator Bowl. That they went to a lower bowl, quote unquote, but that was because the Gator Bowl is like well, you've been here three times. We can't. Right. No one's going to show up. Sure, we can't take you. People again. aren't showing up anyway. But you're but, exactly but that right. was when people still were kind of showing up. I guess in theory. Boy, we're we're trending as far as bowl attendance. Oh my god! Because why would other than if it's a first time experience, so you're a young fan, you haven't gone, or you have a young child, say young, even 10, 11, 12, 15, sure. that hasn't gone to that experience. I get that. Like, I think everyone should go to a bowl game yeah. because it's fun. Yeah. Take your family, take friends, have the experience. Like, but you want it to be, it's almost all about what you're doing around the bowl game and you just hope you win the game. Right. Right. Because that makes the flavor better. The, te- the trip is more fun. It is. But oh, in reality, yeah, we winning. don't. Yeah. They they have been devalued to the point of it's yeah. really weird, but it still wasn't a good taste last year for Ole Miss and Mississippi State to lose their bowl. Well, games. you feel better than most of the teams you play in lower bowls as part of the catch. Yeah, because a lot of times you're not playing high end teams. You might be playing a, a team from a, a Power Five conference, but they're usually not. I mean, we we like again pulling Indiana. Or pulling well, Louisville. Well, this pulled Baylor in the Sugar yeah. Bowl. That and that was Baylor playing out of their minds that year. Yeah. But it wasn't an elite football program. No. Exactly. I mean, it's State getting beat by Iowa. That was, like, Moorhead beat losing to Iowa. That's not a good Iowa team. No. But you just, you, and so when you face that type of team and you lose, because you can lose. It's like playing a mid-major in basketball. They're not elite dynamic by any means, but if they're better coached than you. It's a one-off. You, if it's a one-off. And if they're better on coached neutral than you. field. And our teams play such big name teams during the season. Correct. It is hard to sell your team on a Texas Tech and a Baylor and get like super fired up. Is that fair? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the talent profile, the brand profile, but they never match up. It's a huge game for that Texas Tech or Baylor team. Correct. Or Iowa team. Or Tulsa or whoever else you yeah. want to put in that gets yeah. to play an SEC program. When TCU dinged uh, it, Ole Miss. It's why Central Florida lost their mind because they beat an Ed Orgeron coached or non-Ed Orgeron coached bowl team last year, right? Like, <laughs> we, we beat, we or two, whatever it was, a year or two ago. We beat LSU like, oh, yeah, that's a, well, like, you played a shell of an LSU team. Like, don't, you know, but for that program, for Central Florida, for Texas Tech, for those programs, it's the biggest win for, of the year. For those kids at that time. Yeah. Yeah, and for the fan base, you ha- it's the longest off. There's nothing like losing going into your bye week because you have to wait an extra week, but losing going into the offseason, it just it hurts. You want to end on a positive, even if it's the freaking Belk Bowl. doesn't matter. Yeah, You just want to go out. You want to feel some type of way. Hey, we beat our rival and we won a bowl game. Like, all right. Like, your beer, positivity. bourbon, or sweet tea is better. Yes, Christmas break, is. it just feels better. 
if you win. Yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of winning, Dak Prescott and the Cowboys, 40 to 30 over Minnesota yesterday. Dominant. And Dak looked good. Tony Pollard looked good. Um, Do you hear the, I don't, it's like crickets, Blake. I don't hear any of these guys who told us how great Zeke was. Yeah. It's it's now fading. Well, Jerry will tell you to this week on one of the fan. Yeah. That's right. He's going to yeah. say that every time. Yeah. Well, we didn't lose. We lost to Green Bay because Zeke was inactive, but we beat Minnesota because Zeke was active. So obviously, it's about Zeke. Hey, let me ask you this question: Pollard had a hundred and nine receiving. He's yards. a freak. He's a freak. He's an absolute animal, including the beautiful pass. Yeah. That Dak threw to him. Oh on the wheel route or whatever for 68 yards right in the bread basket. Yeah, talk about, too, how brutal it is to play defense in the NFL. That linebacker, had he was covering him as good as you could possibly cover him, and he still had no chance. He had That's no true. chance. Um, how about this one, though? The Jets, Elijah Moore. You, you guys know Elijah Moore. He plays for the Jets, or at least he's on their roster. Doesn't play much. Uh, Zach Wilson and the Jets had two... Total yards of offense in the second half yesterday. How do you do that? They averaged 2.77 inches per play. 2.77 inches per play. If Dak Prescott or Eli Manning when he was in New York or Patrick Mahomes with the Chiefs, if any of those players (laughs) went a whole half averaging 2.77 inches per play, Two total yards in a whole half of football? Zach was 9 of 22 for 77 yards. He missed dudes that were standing still wide open. Like, he couldn't even hit a guy standing still wide open. If Dak played like that, it would be a meltdown on every national show. Yeah, Yeah. it would be incredible. Um, How do you only get two yards an entire half, half. I've no, in the NFL. We think Iowa's bad on offense. We think Kentucky's bad on offense. Vanderbilt, even Mississippi State on the road in the SEC has been bad in offense. Yeah, they ain't been two yards and a half bad. Uh, that is, it was some of the worst offensive football I've ever seen in my entire life. It was three to three until a game-winning punt return at the end of the game. It was three to three. It was uh, amazing. He averaged three and a half yards per completion. For the entire game, yeah. Absolutely. It's bonkers bad offense. Bonkers bad offense for Zach Wilson. And I think they have a good coach. Well, it makes you ask the question, can guys like Matt Corral, can guys like, you know, even a Hendon Hooker, although, gosh, that knee injury, you hate that. But guys that are, it makes you go, like, how is Zach Wilson better than some of these guys, right? Yeah, if Matt Corral was healthy, yeah, I'm... I'm leaning towards Matt being a much better option than Zach Wilson. Uh, it's um, it's just funny how you get that. We talked about this with Steve Palazzolo. You get that nod as a first-round guy. It, but we see it in college football to bring it full circle with like the AP poll. You get, a, you get this automatic gift of like you can lose a game or even two and not fall out if you start there. But heaven forbid you start outside it and try to work your way up. It's really the pre- – you know, Michigan's always going to get the 15-spot bump. Texas gets a bump every year. Yeah. Yeah, it happens all the time. Or the Alabama bump. I mean, Alabama's a two-loss program. They're not bad. There probably aren't twenty teams better than them. But at the same time, do they deserve to be number eight? Yes, it's funny. They do. <laughs> uh, the Out of Bounds Show. Put some ES- respect on TCU's name. ESPN one hundred five nine. The Zone. 
uh, is brought to you by Mississippi Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Center. Visit MississippiSportsMedicine.com, Fortification, and Lakeland Drive. Uh, Flowwood is where they have their new surgery center and clinic. Also, if you want to upgrade your entertainment system at your home, MSHomes.com. MSSmarthomes.com. Jake Manning will take care of you. If you want to take it to another level, MSSmarthomes.com. If you missed anything, go to Apple Podcasts.